0: When you go to an event and you show up consciously, you also want to leave consciously and communicate that. So say goodbye to people before you leave. And if you meant to say goodbye to the host or to someone you wanted to talk to, but couldn't find them, then as you say goodbye to others, ask two or three people to let the host or the person you wanted to say goodbye to know that you have left. This is not just social etiquette. This is conscious communication. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach who's devoted to helping multicultural individuals and couples on the path of transformation transform their lives and relationships through conscious communication. Thank you so much for being here with me today. The Language Alchemy Podcast is your place to reflect on how you use language to communicate. And it's also your place to learn transformative communication tools that can bring forth more peace, harmony, compassion, equity, and equality to your life, to your relationships, and to all members of our precious human family. In the Northern Hemisphere, where I live, we are in summer. And during the summer, we all tend to go out more and socialize with groups of people. You too may have parties. Weddings, or you may be going on vacation or engaging in group events. If so, you'll have lots of opportunities to interact with people soon, and that means having many conversations. And when you socialize with groups of people, sometimes you may be communicating habitually. When you communicate habitually, not only do you not learn much about others, But you also don't get to really enjoy all that is available to you when there are groups of people. But what if these events that you're going to go to could be an opportunity to bring your authentic and conscious communicative self? Well, that's what this podcast episode is all about. If you're someone who comes back home from getting together with a group of people feeling depleted, bored or self-conscious because you felt awkward at times, then this very practical episode will be useful for you. And before we go into the episode, I have a beautiful request to make of you. I love that you're listening to the podcast and learning how to bring consciousness to your communication in more situations and with more people. My request is that you connect to the generosity of your heart and you leave a review for the podcast right here in the platform you're using right now to listen to the Language Alchemy podcast. When you leave a review, the algorithm of this podcast distribution platform will recommend the Language Alchemy podcast to other precious human beings who can receive the same benefits you are receiving right now for free. Help others find the podcast by leaving a five-star review and sharing a sentence or two about something you've learned or you're learning from the podcast. I can assure you that right now, there's someone out there who doesn't know the Language Alchemy podcast exists and who needs to listen to this very episode. When you leave a review, you will be helping that someone have access to transformative communication tools. I thank you in advance for considering tapping into your generous heart and leaving a review. And now, let's talk about how to communicate consciously when you socialize with groups of people. When we get together with groups of people, we not only dress up with our socializing clothes, we also tend to wear our social personas. Our social persona is a kind of mask we put on when we are with others because we want to try to make an impression on others. The famous psychologist Carl Jung wrote a lot about this, about how we tend to present to the world someone who is not always in alignment with our true self or how we tend to show a preferred aspect of ourselves so that others believe that we are a certain type of person. In this podcast, I am going to talk about three social personas, the one of the extrovert, the introvert, and the ambivert, also called omnivert. I'm going to share with you how these three types of social personas communicate habitually, and I'm going to give you suggestions to be more conscious with your communication when you go to events and interact with groups. So let's start with the extrovert. If you consider yourself an extrovert, you get a lot of energy by socializing with others, by being the center of attention and interacting with multiple people. That really brings you a sense of aliveness. When you show up with a group, Your social persona may be of someone who wants to make the impression that you're likable, that you're smart, that you're funny. And even though you may naturally be all those things, when you're under the spell of your social persona, you may say things to appear more likable, smarter, funnier than you are, or anything that can get you to be the center of attention or can get people talking to you about you and asking you lots of questions. And when that happens, you run the risk of only having interactions that revolve around you. And even if you ask questions to others, when you are showing up with this habitual social persona, the questions are asked in a way that inevitably direct the conversation to talk about yourself. Of course, Not all extroverts do this. I'm just giving you an example of a social persona of an extrovert and how they tend to communicate. Now, if you're an introvert, the COVID-19 years in which you were at home, they may have been a little bit of relief for you. Because you had a lot of time to be able to connect to yourself, to enjoy quietness and replenish your energy. And now that you're getting invitations to group activities and festivals, you are considering whether to bail out and say no. This is because when you socialize with a group of people, your energy tends to get depleted. And when you do go to group events and do wear your social persona, that creates the impression that you are unavailable to others, or that you are too busy, or that you're only available to people you know, and that you're not interested, not curious of others. Of course, it may seem like this is not the impression that you want to give, but perhaps what's underneath that is that you want to be safe about who you talk to. And the thing is that you're not unavailable or uninteresting in others. This could be very far from the truth. You may be curious by nature, but when your social persona is operative, you don't know what to say. When others ask you questions, you answer with short words. Yes, no, well, fine. And you even end the sentence and the conversation there. And even if people ask you open-ended questions like, how was your trip to the Amazon? You may respond with vague language like, it was great, and the conversation gets to a dead end. So unless the other person feels comfortable asking you lots of follow-up questions, there may be long, uncomfortable pauses, and then the other person may move to somebody else and leave you alone. And again, not all introverts do this. Yet, I have supported so many communication students and coaching clients who call themselves introverts and share similar experiences than what I have just shared, that this may be you. For example, a dear client of mine, let's call him Ben, who considered himself an introvert, told me that he would do whatever he could to arrive late. So he didn't have to wait for people to arrive and talk to him first. Then he would stand in a corner trying to figure out what to say to others. Then he would end up having lots of imaginary conversations in his head and he would lose track of time. So the gathering or the event would sort of come to an end And Ben would go home feeling exhausted and annoyed with himself. He knew he missed meeting interesting people, having meaningful conversations, networking, or making new friends. Now, what do you do if you are an ambivert, also called an omnivert? Well... You tend to do both. You enjoy socializing with a group of people and you also enjoy being by yourself. And that's because you equally get energy and enjoyment being the center of attention, listening, or spending time alone. So you have that kind of flexibility. But when you're wearing your social persona, you can extend yourself too much to try to give the impression that you are overly excited about enjoying the presence of others. And you may not notice when your own individual wants and needs are being compromised or when your energy needs replenishment. So when you are communicating habitually from your social persona, you may listen for too long or you may talk for too long. You may overplease others because maybe you're ready to go home, but the people you came with are not. So instead of expressing what's true for you, you end up agreeing to staying much later than is good for your own system. Or you may find yourself helping out at the end of the event, even though you are exhausted and you don't even know how you ended up volunteering for this. So when you are socializing habitually, sometimes your energy gets depleted very quickly and you only notice that when it's too late. And then, you may shut down, isolate yourself, and feel guilty about it. And so when you're communicating from this social persona and you're showing up habitually to others, you may give the impression that you're hot and cold, hot and cold. Sometimes you may even leave without saying goodbye to anyone. And that can be puzzling to others. So once again, not every ambivert habitually communicates in these ways when they wear their social persona, yet this is what I have heard from many of my clients who consider themselves ambiverts and also what I can tell you about myself because I am an ambivert and all these things I shared are very common. I can attest to that. Now that we've talked about what can happen when you communicate habitually from the perspective of your social persona when you gather with a group. Whether you consider yourself an extrovert, an introvert, or an ambivert, I have some suggestions for you to show up to these events and communicate consciously. When you communicate consciously, you're more spontaneous. You're not habitual. And when you are more spontaneous, you are authentic. But when you communicate habitually, you're much less likely to communicate with authenticity. So let's get to these transformative communication suggestions. If you consider yourself an extrovert and you are going to go to a gathering and you know you're going to interact with a group of people, first of all, take a moment to feel the excitement of connecting to others, perhaps of meeting new people. And after you feel the excitement in your body, make the intention to notice the energy you feel as you are interacting with others. Pay special attention to what you are talking about. If you're talking about yourself only, then turn the conversation around and ask questions for others to talk about themselves or their experiences. Interacting with others fills your energy cup. Learning about others Fills your connection cup and you need both. So, if at any point you notice that you're talking a lot and you're taking most of the time or the space, just take a deep breath, remember your intention, let your voice take a break, and perhaps maybe you even invite someone else's voice to be heard. You may say something like, What do you so and so think about this? Or suppose that you've been talking to a group and you've talked nonstop about a book you're reading or your latest spiritual retreat, this is your opportunity to ask a question. You may ask, what are you all reading? Or, who here has had a great spiritual retreat too? Tell us about it. And then, of course, let others participate and ask questions to each other. As you are doing this and you are listening, Notice that listening and being in the company of others, learning about others, gives you energy and fills up your connection cup. Now, what about if you consider yourself an introvert? Well, if you're considering saying no to events and invitations to socialize with groups because you're worried that your energy is going to get depleted please remember that you are a social being who needs social connection. And you need social connection not only with the people you know, but also with new people. Social connection is good for your heart, for your head, and for your physical health. Now, what I'd like to encourage you to do is to have a plan before you go to the event. First, make the intention to tap into your natural sense of curiosity and remember that you are a curious and social being. Then, as you approach the group, find someone who seems interesting to you. Maybe it's someone who has a particular item like vintage shoes or a cool hat or a gentle smile, and then approach that person with curiosity in mind. For example, you can ask that person about the story behind their shoes, their hat, or you can make a comment about their smile and ask them what keeps them smiling these days. Then you can share something about you and notice if you can enjoy the natural flow of conversation. These suggestions will help you ask questions or make comments that can initiate meaningful conversations that are not depleting for you. And after a little bit, You may even be inclined to invite another person or maybe two to join you so that you can have others do the talking for a bit. And while you are socializing with others, notice if your energy is coming down, take a break, go get some food, get some water, go to your car, come back, repeat. Finally, when you notice that you need breaks more frequently, That's when it's time to say thank you to the host or say your goodbyes and leave the event. Now, if you are like me, you are an ambivert or omnivert, you need to be very aware about what to do before you attend the event, kind of like the introvert. First, You need to have a clear intention regarding your energy while you're socializing. And then you need to consider what you had going on the day of the event and the day after the event and have a clear idea about how long you can be there in a way that feels nourishing and meaningful to you. I usually give myself a 30-minute window. Now, it's very important to communicate this to other people who are going with you and to do this in advance. Don't communicate this when you are all in the car together. And it may be that you plan all going together, but then leave separately. But once again, talk about this before going to the event. While you are at the social event, notice what your energy is like. And if you notice that your energy is running kind of low, you can either take a break or you can feel your feet and draw energy up from the earth. And you can go back and listen to the suggestions I gave to the extroverts and introverts because those could be useful for you as well. Now, a bonus suggestion for all three types. When you go to an event and you show up consciously, you also want to leave consciously and communicate that. So say goodbye to people before you leave. And if you meant to say goodbye to the host or to someone you wanted to talk to but couldn't find them, then as you say goodbye to others, ask two or three people to let the host or the person you wanted to say goodbye to know that you have left. This is not just social etiquette. This is conscious communication. Because when you don't say goodbye, the host may be wondering whether you're okay, if something happened to you. And in some cases, they may even see your sudden disappearance as lack of consideration or respect, and it can fray the fabric of connection you have with them. Now, if you are noticing that you're feeling too anxious and awkward about socializing with others, you may need to seek support. As I said earlier, you are a social being and it's important to be with groups of people consciously and authentically. I have supported many clients expand their social circle and have a community. And sometimes I've also referred my clients to therapy. It's important for you to know that you have options and check out which option is more beneficial for you. After you've heard all this, I'd love to hear which type you are. Are you an extrovert, an introvert, an ambivert? And I'd love to know which suggestion resonated with you the most. Or maybe you have another suggestion. If so, email it to me and I'll share it on social media. You have my email if you're on my mailing list. And if you aren't, what are you waiting for? When you belong to the Language Alchemy mailing list, Every Wednesday, you receive transformative communication tools you can put into practice right away. And you also learn about how I'm working with my own communication and what I'm thinking about in terms of communication. Let you know things every Wednesday that you will not find anywhere else. To join my mailing list, go to languagealchemy.com. And if you prefer to reach out to me on social media, you can do so on Instagram by sending me a direct message to at language alchemy. And finally, don't forget to give a review of the Language Alchemy podcast wherever you have subscribed. And now let's recap what you've heard in this episode. In this episode, I talked about socializing habitually by wearing our social personas when we consider ourselves an extrovert, an introvert, or an ambivert. I also shared how, when we communicate habitually, each of these social personas impact the communication of each type. I gave you suggestions for each type to show up to events and communicate consciously, and at the end, I gave you a bonus suggestion for all types. And I also encourage you to seek support if you're having too much anxiety about socializing. I hope this episode helps you bring your authentic communicative self to events with others who, like you, need meaningful connection. Thank you so much for listening. I have some wonderful and insightful interviews coming up in the next few weeks of the Language Alchemy podcast, so stay tuned. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary LaPolle. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.